And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey guys, this is uh, Sammy Jane. How's it going out there? I wanted to give you guys a little update, uh, a little heads up. This episode is actually from pre-COVID, you know, the whole BC deal. Way back when, when life was, you know, normally, regular difficult, not like this whole other Michigas COVID difficult that we've all come to know as our new normal, which I'm not going to lie, for today it feels like it sucks. Um, a lot of days I could feel like being positive and uh, maybe in five minutes I'll get there again. But for right now, I'm kind of like, nah, 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 kind of over it. I want to see you guys again. I want to be in a studio casting a real audition, you know, with my people. I want to go walk into a room and audition again and, um, and just be with the world. I really miss you guys. I miss the world as it was. Feels, uh, feels like such a long time ago that I was with you guys. And I really miss it. And I miss you. So I thought I'd do right now. I don't know if those of you tuned in or who tuned in last week. But long story short, COVID bit me. Mofo. Uh, COVID got me. It got me in late December, but more than that, um, I got, I was at the hospital getting, you know, like a, a shoulder injection and five days later I started getting sick with something and, uh, don't know whether it's COVID or not, but seven months later, still sick. So, um, it's been rough, man. Those of you out there that have had this or are struggling with any kind of health stuff, I'm with you. I feel for you. It's, uh, it's tough times and, uh. You know, you know, anyway, a day at a time, right? That's all we can do. But I've thought about, I have these episodes that I recorded from before all this went down. And I haven't even listened to them because I'm like, none of it matters, right? This is before COVID, doesn't matter to anybody, doesn't make any sense. But it does. I listened back to this episode. And uh, so this one that you're going to listen to is with my man, Brian McCarthy. And so what you're listening to uh, in a couple of minutes when I shut the heck up is my man, Brian McCarthy. It was the day that the last show that he was in acting, it was High Fidelity on Hulu. Um, it was the day that it aired. So whatever day that was, I believe this was probably February uh, or January that we did the interview. I got to think about it. But February. It, February. Thank you. Uh, John just told me February. Um and so we did that way back when. And listening back to it, I don't always listen back to my interviews, but listening back to it, guys, I got to say, I laughed out loud. I was smiling. I was moved. I was choked up. And because it was like, and Brian had actually been sitting right next to me on my couch in my apartment in Queens when we recorded that. And... Just listening back to it, it was like, oh man, just talking to my man, like another human, another artist, a, such a talented, wonderful person. And we got to just sit next to each other and be humans. And it feels like it's been a while since then. But 
I wanted to give you all the heads up that this episode, don't think we're completely out of touch with reality. We know what's going on, <laughs> but we did this way before we knew. And um, I think that you'll appreciate it. If not as much as I did more, Brian is a wonderful, wonderful human being, a talented artist, actor, comedian, giving human activist, uh, improviser. He's a wonderful dude that I'm so lucky that I've gotten to know more, not just as a fellow coworker, quote unquote, fellow artist um, in this field. Uh, I've gotten to know him as a fellow human, and I'm very, very grateful for that. So I'm sure you guys will be too. My man, Brian McCarthy. Hey, oh, welcome to Big Face with Samantha Jane Tilton, a.k.a. Sammy Jane. I'm here with the one and only Brian McCarthy. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm your first guest. <laughs> he is my first guest. Well, that's ever. what you told me, and then you admitted that John was actually your first I guest. I did. So I lied. He's actually my second guest, but I wanted to make him feel special because I, I kind of knew you needed that, man. Thank you. I do. I need I need a little validation to sort of fuel me up here. See, I know you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you don't know this yet, uh, but Brian is an actor, an improviser, and an activist. And you've seen him. So, I, I, you know, I know you've done some stuff, but then I was like, this guy's really done some stuff. He's been on The Americans. Sounds like I've murdered people. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, this that's the stuff some... you won't hear today. Well, yeah, a lot of, of knife fights. Yes. Fights, He's <laughs> uh, some martial arts. If you knew Brian, you'd be like, that mofo's scary. Yeah, I, that's why I'm always dying. In the, <laughs> in the television work I've done, I've, I've died. Are you? Three times now. For real? Yeah. What shows? I'm a dyer or a guy that gets beat up or someone that, that is um, involved with transportation, I feel like. Okay. Wheels, cars, driving. <laughs> Those yeah. are kind of your main shifts. Yes, shicks. yes. Dying and driving. Dying and driving. Yep. It's good. <laughs> Brian, so all right, we're going to find out more about Brian today, how long you've been doing this. But yeah, you've seen him on The Americans, Patterson, like Father, Orange is New Black, Blue Bloods, Law and Order, The Deuce, you name it. Kind of got a, a laundry list, but I won't I won't give it to you all. We'll talk more. Don't um, give it to them all. Don't, <laughs> give, don't give it all away. Also, heads up, um, you're going to be seeing him soon on High Fidelity. Yeah, it just came out today. It came out today? Yeah, on Hulu. And I think it's nice. going to be a really – I actually – I watched it today because I, I I thought it might come up in this podcast. Yeah. And I was like, what if my scene got cut? <laughs> because I only <laughs> – Then I shouldn't mention no, it. No, I was – I'm in – I'm only in the last episode, and it was so great to work on that show. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is playing Rob, She's the role great. that – John Cusack played in the movie oh. so it's like a big flip but it's not you know it's it's a really it, it as soon as I started the show I, I was like oh my god this is this is actually really well done and um so yeah I made the cut I'm in it I think yes. it's gonna be a great show it's already got some great reviews um Zoe Kravitz was so warm and welcoming more really? so than I mean geez I've worked on some great sets but you know, I was never just sitting around in my trailer. She was always like, come down and, you know, sit and like watch, watch the monitors and hang with us. So that says yeah, so much. It That's does. really, really nice. Yeah. That's wow. I wish I, I wish everything was like that. In I this know. Business. I know. Yeah. 
And, and yeah, I don't know if that's what it was like, you know, all the time. I'm sure, you know, it was it was crazy. But uh, yeah, that was a good experience for me. And um, I had a lot of fun. I got to improvise and I'm, mm. I'm in the last episode. OK. Yeah. How many episodes? I think there's 10. OK. And do they all come out at once or is it kind it's of? All out, all out it's today. all out. It's all out. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to yeah. have to binge watch until I see you because I don't yeah. want to just see what you're in. I got to like get invested in the characters and the whole thing. And, oh, of, of course. And yeah. knowing that Zoe Kravitz is nice makes me want to watch it more. Yes. Doesn't yeah. that happen? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, when I got to work on The Americans, the um, Matthew Reese and uh, why am I forgetting her name right now? Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. They were, the, they, were so, they were so sweet. It was incredible. They were like pinching each other's butts and flirting. No way. In between the heaviest scenes, you know, like. Oh. They they were flirtatious and fun and giggly and then would like immediately drop into like really beautiful acting work. Uh, but that's talent. But it was light and friendly on set, you know. And that's a heavy show. And and I think you're right. It's just like it's sort of like you can feel that. You could feel that energy. Yeah. It's funny, Matthew Reese. One time I was in Brooklyn and uh, this dude was running and with a baby carriage mm. and like the baby shoe drops off and I started running after the, the guy with the shoe and i was like oh your baby shoe and it was matthew reese oh my god i know i had no idea and i was like oh man i love was you was he nice oh he's lovely yeah right he was he seemed lovely but you so know what nice that doesn't matter you were nice you were even nicer than he was you chased after him with a baby shoe yeah man i always i get this i have this whole thing about gloves and baby toys that i see on the street and i get i get like oh no they, they have the other one and there's this whole like sense of loss and abandonment that I feel for the other shoe yeah. or the other glove it is kind of a sad sight it is know? like they're just separated and yeah maybe forever especially in New York City yeah I have a friend who said that one of the most like tragic things you can see in New York City is just like an abandoned upside down stroller oh that's, that's a painful sight ouch yeah oof I never thought now about I've that. Collected, one, right? I've collected the sights of them <laughs> in my memory. Because once you hear that, there's kind of no going back. You you notice them. They're everywhere. Ah, oh, heartbreaking, man. So now you know. So we live okay. in New York City. So that's where. Uh, so Big Face is uh, New York City based, and you know, for those of you tuning in, it's all about the entertainment business: actors, casting directors, directors, just all of us people. We're going to be giving you the inside world of what it's like. So. Brian's given us a little bit, you know, just being on set. It's a splash. Yeah, just just a little splash. So when did you start acting? Well, I started in, I mean. Okay, so. Okay. When did you know you wanted to act? I mean, all the way back in elementary school, I think. How did, what, what made you know? Well, I mean, I, I remember going to this dentist, uh, you know, all the way back to like when I was able to produce memories, um, and they, back. yeah, there was like a dental hygienist, and she would always ask me what I wanted to be with a when I grew up, and I remember saying a marine. I think was the first. A marine. Yeah, my dad is a marine, so you know, I was like, I yeah, I want to be a marine. And then I said a lawyer, and then I said a firefighter. You know, this was like every visit, and then one time she laughed at me. And she said, you know, you've changed every um, every job title ever since, you know, every year that you come in here. I mean, I was like probably seven years old in this. And you had like seven careers already. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, how, you know, how like like adults like laugh at children because they think they're so cute. Yes. Whenever that happened to me as a kid, I'm like, who the f 
fuck do you think you are? Right? I think Don't I... you laugh at me. I am for real. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see when I'm and, a marine and a lawyer. Right. And I remember like, uh, you know, my mom probably sort of smiling with her and they were looking down at me and sort of like, how cute. And I was like, don't you condescend me. <laughs> you know who you're dealing with. Yeah. And but then I but then also I remember like sort of like thinking about that and being like, God, she's right, though. I like I've been changing my careers and I'm serious um, about my life at seven years old. Yeah. It's time. Right. Make a choice, man. I mean, Pick I got to start, I got to start, you know, putting things in my resume. I mean, it was just sitting in uh <laughs> what was that? God, what was that? That writing software back in the day. It was not Microsoft Word. Oh, back then, no. Yeah, what was it? Oh, anyway, that yeah. joke. A lot of times I like to do that. I like to try to make a joke, but then I can't find the word. And then I just want to talk it's about it. Getting for a while. older. Yeah. Let's just talk about what was that software? Uh, what was that software? I don't know. Let's come back to it. I, we're going to have to circle back to that this is for what real. This is all about. <laughs> for real. I need to know it because these things will like linger. God, what was that? It will stick in my crawl. Word perfect. Oh, That's what That was, was pretty good. I don't Word think I would have gotten there. Word perfect. Yeah. We had Prodigy know. and Word perfect. Wow. Prodigy was for those, you know, that may be a bit younger. Yeah, that there's was a like, lot of younger generation. That was like how we dialed into the internet, and it was like there was no, like, you know, Safari <laughs> or Chrome or Internet Explorer of any kind. It was just like you check your email and look at, you know, low pixels. Low pixels. Yeah. Looking back, and I used to think, growing up, I used to think, like, this is, this is the height of technology. Like, this is, wow, special effects and everything. And now I watch old movies and stuff from when I was younger, and I'm like, Wow. <laughs> I know. It was kind of dangerous to make a movie. They didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. Like how, like, you know, Sandra Bullock came out with that one. Like, there were all these movies coming out about, like, hacking and computers yep. like, every year. But then, like, technology was advancing, like, exponentially each year. And so then it made that movie really dumb <laughs> within a year. Like, the net was so stupid a year later because yep. she was, like, running around with, like, a zip drive. Yes. Like, fighting crime. <laughs> And then, like, a year later, you're like, that is so... Way to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't do that at all. You know what's funny? Did you ever go to Disney World? Yeah. You know the Carousel of Progress? No, it's I don't remember. I only went when I was so, 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 so little. Okay. That's well, when I was uh, working on becoming a paralegal. When I was right, like, yeah. right. Okay, so that was eight, eight right? Yeah. I figured about yeah. eight. Okay, right. eight or nine. Um, yeah, in, in, uh, in Disney World, there's, in Epcot, it's called the Carousel of Progress. It's like, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. There's the fake dog. It's all electronic. And you they take you around and you see all the different, like, decades and when things changed. And then the last one. And we, Whoa. I go to Disney World, like, every three to five years with my family since I was, like, born. Yeah. And it stopped at, like, um, uh, what's it called? Virtual reality. But that it never took off. What is that? The 90s that it, like, never took off. Now it's, like, kind of happening. But where you talk to your stove and things are voice activated. There's no cell phones and stuff, but it was like technology like That's the end? That's, that's where they've the end. That's so funny. And it's so off. It's like Like they don't have smartphones or anything. Nothing. There's no I don't think they even have internet. But there's all this like gadget. Video phones. Right. There's gadgets around the house that you could talk to. Like stove at four fifty and then the stove like blows up because they're like, Okay, nine fifty you know, and it's like it never went further. That is a really weird ride really weird because so much has happened since then 
I really want them to work on it. That sounds like a Scientology park ride, (laughs) you know? Like the L. Ron Hubbard merry-go-round of progress. Yes, in their eyes. Sounds like a self-help technology (laughs) ride. You have to we have to go to Disney World and take the ride. You, you're going to be like, this, this is not okay. We need some more. I, I could have used that. Yeah. Back then, you yeah. Know? So so people talk down to you. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, but but I think it was like it really was. I remember thinking about that. Like yeah, she's right. Like she's got a point. I keep changing. And then I loved watching movies. Oh, I remember seeing Goonies. Mm. And I was like, I immediately ran up to my dad and was like, we gotta go look for treasure. And he was like, uh, <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll try to think about how we can do that. And he was so sweet. We uh, Like a family trip happened like a couple months later, and we visited Luray Caverns, which was like a, like a cave that you could go to. Um, you know, it was a very secure sort of you buy a ticket and yeah. walk through with a guide thing. And, and he bought me a slingshot uh, in the... That's cool. In the gift shop afterwards. So uh, that was our treasure hunt. But That's cool. So I was sort of like, I, I, I loved movies and I loved TV and I loved the idea of adventure or, you know, you could, you could play all those roles. You could play all of those things that I kept on jumping to every year yeah. when I talked to the dentist and I was like, okay, that would be, <laughs> that would be great. I could sort of be everything, you know, I know. as an actor. I thought that once, like... Sometimes in my life when I missed the boat, yeah. like I, I wasn't quite there yet to pursue my dreams or right. even to pursue my life all the time. And things that I missed out on, like being a cheerleader, for example. I don't know if I'd ever would have been a cheerleader, but yeah. I'm like strong and like, I'm yeah, like, I'm like maybe I could have been... done that. You yeah, know? yeah. And I'm intense. Uh, yeah. And I missed that. And I'm like, well, now I'm a little older for that. But right. I'm like, maybe I could have played a role. where right. I, And I fulfill that. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That. Exactly. And I think there's so many different aspects of ourselves that we can fulfill yeah. in the different roles that we play. Yeah, that's why, I, I mean, the it's a hard thing to pursue, and it, it definitely takes a toll on my like mental health. But, I was uh, going to ask you about that. Yeah, but, I, but I, I don't think I could ever get tired of, of it because of the, like, the opportunity, like the variety that you, you never know what, what the next you know, audition or or hopefully booking could be. Um, and yeah, I, I, I need that. I really like variety. I like, and that's, you know, much more so with, you know, television and film, you know, if you're working on, I would love, I love when I get to come back, you know, more than for just a few days. Yeah. Um, but even still, if you're working on the same project for a long time, you know, every day is like a new day. Yeah. You know, what are you going to be sinking your teeth into? What are you going to be exploring? And that keeps me going, you know, like even though it is really stressful and I'm worried about, you know, my financial survival yep. and stability all the time. It's part of the way, yeah. Right. Like I'm just so, I'm, I just love the idea that, or I love, I love feeling like I don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, it's, it's a invigor, I would say for me, I think it's invigorating but also terrifying. Yeah. It kind of pulls at both those strings. Right. So it's, uh, but yeah, like that's people ask, cause you know this, I'm a casting director and I direct yeah. and I'm an actor and it's always, it's the same thing though. It's all freelance. Yeah. It's all, I don't know what's around the corner. Right. And you're on every side, every side. Yeah. Which is by the way, people. So this is why I decided to do this because 
I've seen so much being on both sides. You know this. I've shared some with you, being a casting director and seeing that side of the business and also being an actor and being on yeah. that side. And there's so much. And this is what I like. There's so many people out there that had this dream like you did mm -hmm. when they were kids. I did since I was a yeah. kid that have no idea how to start. I had no idea how to start. Oh, oh, yeah. And it's such a hard process to figure out. I feel like we're still figuring it out. Yeah. So anything that's helpful, like to people, you know, right. that like, and so like you, you just talked about, so you wanted to do it since you were little. Did you study it? Did you go to school and study? Uh, I didn't go to college for, for acting surprisingly. Uh, but I, but I knew kind of deep down that I really did want to yeah. want to pursue it. Uh, I, you know, I started doing like the first play I did was in middle school and that was the first opportunity I had to to audition for something, mm. and it was and so I got a part as King Dune in The Little Mermaid, seventh grade. Nice. And um, then I got I got into uh, wanting to be cool, you know. Puberty happened, and then it was like life was more about like skateboarding and mm -hmm. you know, uh, wanting to you know date cool girls yeah. in my school and. Uh, uh -huh. and then I, I think it was up until it, it, I think junior year, no sophomore year, high school, maybe I was like, no, I got to get back into theater. I got to do it. Mm -hmm. It, uh, you know, all my cool friends were a little surprised, but you know, I still felt, felt it tugging at me. And so I got into the, you know, the theater department in high school and I started acting there and I'm like, you. yeah, you know, I did musicals, even though I'm not a very good singer. Um, uh yeah my high school was was it had a great little theater program that's awesome yeah I, I give you credit because especially with the cool kids and all that right 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 i so i was like this look at me look at me right. little actor when i was a kid i loved singing listen to me sing listen i can see that yeah yeah i, I mean i, I <laughs> totally, i'm not surprised yeah. it's the reason there's this big face like, you know yeah very big um but then after sixth grade life happened and then I just wanted to be cool and yeah. not, and I lost touch with that and never, not in junior high, mm -hmm. not in high school, didn't do a second of it. Yeah. I, I stopped singing, stopped acting. Wasn't until after college mm -hmm. when I finally got things together that I started pursuing it. It's probably biological, right? It's probably like our bodies being like, you gotta, you know, like <laughs> reprioritize. It's time to make babies. Pursue, pursue, you know. Yeah. But and, you did it. You did yeah. it. You started doing it. There was something tugging at you, and you yes. did it. Even, even with the, the cool kid factor right. and all that stuff, because that can, that for me that factored. Yeah. What are they gonna say? What? I think that's a lot of the stuff of for me. What holds me back with acting right. is the. What are they thinking? As am I? Am I good? Are they? Yeah. Do they think I'm good? Am I doing well right now? I can get very in my head. Do you feel like you can identify with that? Or oh. Are you kind of. A hundred percent. I mean, I've always been like really like self-conscious and, um, you know, had low self-esteem and I learned how to sort of, uh, cover that up. I mean, I cared, I cared about what people thought of me, yeah. but of course I didn't want to ever admit that at that age, you know, it was all about like figuring out how yeah. you can hide that. And, yeah. you know, for me it was, you know, becoming, being a clown and getting respect and laughs that way like I, I i could only respect myself if i felt like i was you know winning the admiration of of my peers with like jokes and stuff yeah. and um 
but I have to say like my friend, my friends were great. Like my, my, I'm still so close with like my high school friends and they were actually, they were supportive and they were also so smart. And I always felt like they were much smarter than me, which they probably are, but they're pretty smart. No, well, <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> you, you are so kind, Samantha. But oh my <laughs> I think that was another part of it is that it feels kind of silly to pursue acting, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like a very smart thing to do. No, I think everybody would, steer us away from that <laughs> right it just feels a bit c- cuckoo yeah like it and and you know i think a lot of my cool smart creative friends were uh like you know they never they would have they've, they've always been supportive of me but i always felt like it did seem kind of crazy like it started to feel like i got way into art uh well i'd always been into drawing and art and yeah. that was also like I think connected to the same part of me that like loved adventure and you know it was sort of an escape for me as yeah. as acting was um and it was always sort of side by side there was the performer clown in me and then there was the drawing uh comic book characters and stuff That's like creating like a world kind of thing and I uh so in high school, I was doing theater, and then I was also really, I mean, one of my favorite teachers was Dr. Lewis. She was an art teacher, and I got way into, like, painting, and I wanted to be, wow. like, Basquiat, and I was, <laughs> uh... See, and I just giggled, and and I just, because I thought it was endearing, oh. but not in the way that the that the parents would Well, do. I felt, you know, I just had PTSD. You were just <laughs> like that nurse. Uh-huh. You were just like her. No, I didn't even, I, I, I felt like it was a nice, soft, supportive it's giggle. Lovely. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's lovely. And it's, so one of my friends, I was really thinking, what do I want to do? Do I want to like pursue art, fine art? Do I want to, I, I do I want to become a graphic designer? Do I want to become an actor? Like I said, I really felt like God, I would love to be one of these actors that I'm watching. And by the way, 2001 is when I graduated. The amount of incredible movies that were coming out back then. There's a whole book about how that was like the year for movies, really? or maybe 1999. Yeah, ni- but but while I was in high school. Of good movies around that time. Fight Club, The Matrix. I was just, um, I just watched the Matrix, the Matrix again the other day. Yeah, Election. I mean, whatever type of movie you're into, yep. there were these incredible. There were just yep. all these, and you know. So there was this part of me that was like, I would love to be someone who's paid to just perform and act in movies like this. Yeah. And I also love art, and I started to get into graphic design and photography, and I was designing like flyers for the plays and stuff, or like the, what do you call it, the posters. What do you call it? Poster? <laughs> uh, like a poster? Like a, what is it? Like a... Like a big paper thing? Yeah. <laughs> and my friend's mom was uh, Sandy in Greece on Broadway back uh-huh. in the day. I was in camp at Merrick Woods. No no way. <laughs> I was Kaniki in high school. No. Yeah. That's a good... I just thought of him the other day. Kaniki? Like, yeah, I was like, whatever. Did he keep, whatever happened to Kaniki? Yeah, did he keep doing stuff? Did, did they, did they, was he a good father? Yeah. Was he? Was he? Was he around? Was, was no he emotionally follow- in touch? There with was his- no follow up and I just always yearned. God, what if there was like a, there was a Grease too though, right? I never saw yes, it. Yes, but-, but it was different characters. That oh was, really? Yes. I never even saw it. Uh, that was with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh wow. I used to love Grease. Was too. it like Wizard of Oz too? Like really creepy and scary? And It like- was totally different. Whoa. It was totally different. Yeah. Um, so you. Okay, so wait, so you were drawing and okay. you were painting? Yeah, so my friend's mom was Sandy in Greece, um, yes, Broadway, but yes. she lived in Alexandria, Virginia, which is where I'm from, which I probably should have said a long time ago. 
It's right outside of DC. It's like a commuter town. Nice, nice, nice town. Nice town. Uh, and but anyway, she was sort of like the one person I could talk to about a professional acting career. Um, and she was like, don't, don't go to school for acting, like Mm -hmm. go to school for something else that you could make a living with. And, um, you know, you can, you can, there's all kinds of great teachers and coaches and stuff. When you get to the city, you can take classes with them. So true. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I probably should have asked more people or done more research, but remember research was harder back in those days. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have like, I mean, (laughs) it was there, but it wasn't what it was now. You couldn't like look up a YouTube video of some like casting director telling you what to do. There wasn't this podcast. Right. There wasn't this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We had to figure it out all on our own people. No. I mean, I was, I, I, I had no idea how you would ever, you know, I had like my grandma reach out to, a former writer of a soap opera who was like in her like 85 an 85 year old woman who <laughs> once worked on a soap opera as a writer and my grandma was like do you have any idea how to help my son and she's like no she was sweet enough to <laughs> this oh this is by the way handwritten letters oh. she sent a handwritten letter back to my grandma <laughs> And it was like, I really don't know. So you had to like actually wait till the, the first letter oh, was yeah, delivered, yeah, yeah. read, right. written back. This is, we're talking weeks. Yeah. Months. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Different day. So anyway, I did. I went to I went to school for graphic design. I went to James Madison University. I wow. got a BFA for fine art. I painted a lot. I did I did uh, uh, mainly graphic design, which was, would turn out to be my least favorite thing because I just really got tired of staring at a computer screen all yeah. day. It just like kind of takes the wind out of me. And, I get um, that. There's something I always say that like, yeah. even with writing, while I have to, if I'm doing like screenplay or something, I have to write on the computer. There's something to writing by hand. There's something to like yeah. about sketching by hand. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a connection, I think, yeah. to our soul, like the way our hand moves across a page. And I think it's very special. Without a doubt. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. There's something about that glowing screen that just, even if you're working on something really cool, it, I, I don't know. It just. Yeah. It takes a lot out of me compared to making, you know, making art on paper for sure. Are you still making art on paper? Yeah. Occasionally I go through like phases where I get way into it. It's hard to, you know, I still paint, but, um, I'll have like maybe like a two months a year. Well, I'll, I'll get, I'll get way into it, but I, you know, I have to pull everything out and, and like take over my living room. Right. It's like a whole... And then put it all away. And that's not uh, very conducive to me painting. (laughs) I need to like... My dream is to have like another room or a studio someday. Because if I leave it all out, that's when I actually will keep working. Because I... All of a sudden, what I my next move will will kind of come to me. And I want to just... I want to do it. I want to pull out the paintbrush and do it. Yeah, I know. Living in New York's hard. There's things where I just would love to leave out but it's all cluttered because the yeah. space is so small yeah but yeah so you said before you said with acting mm-hmm. that it can be really challenging yeah. to keep going uh-huh. and what's that like so with your career so you mm-hmm. have an audition today 
for yeah, something. Right. I do. Is yeah. It, what is it for? Can, you don't have to say the exactly. It's, yeah. No. I mean, it's it's. I've never had one of these before, but it's to it's to dub something in English. Oh. A, a show. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You've done VO before. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Commercial, and I, I've had some auditions for animation, which are rare, but I mean, always so cool. And you also did a. You also voiced the role of a real life, right? Wasn't it? Um, yes. World War Two hero. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, my friend for? works for this incredible, uh, it's a, it's a news site called Waging Nonviolence. Okay. And they have done such incredible work about all sort of issues uh, involving social justice around the world. Um, and I definitely recommend checking it out. Wage, wagingnonviolence.com is it .com or .org? I can't remember. Say? I don't uh, even know. Waging Nonviolence, if yeah. you just Google it, they do such incredible work and they have like incredible articles um and they they produced this podcast which is uh, about a real life uh a true story that that happened you know during the holocaust um you know all these children were saved in this small town in the in the french alps um by this presbyterian uh pastor and his wife i mean his wife was just as much of a hero as as he was uh and his name is Andre Trokme, and she's Magda Trokme. And they just lit, they, you know, he was the pastor in the small Presbyterian town. And it sort of was like the Underground Railroad. Like he just decided to become the sort of the place for uh, kids to escape Nazis and flee to. Wow. And he would protect them in plain sight by um, creating false uh, documentation for them. Um, wow. the whole town, uh, under like their leadership, you know, just protected these kids and like Nazis would come and, and, and they would just disguise the kids as their own or have them out in the fields. Uh, sometimes they would tell the kids to go forage for mushrooms and the, don't come back until it's dark. And the kids didn't even know why they were doing that, but it was because Oof. there were, you know, wow. there were people looking. That- yeah. That's beautiful. I'm and so, it was, yeah, it was like a, there was never any violence. Uh, you know, it, they they never even like lie. I mean, I think he, he finally had to lie once and it was so hard for him. Mm. But normally he would even he would even say in, to the face of like one of his enemies, like, yeah, I'm not I'm going to do whatever I can to disobey you because you're you're going to be taking away human lives. And I, I don't agree with that. Um, but anyway, it's an awesome podcast and I got to be his, his voice. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not like pretending to be him or, or doing an accent or anything because, uh, my friend, the creator and producer was like, I just want it to be, you know, a human. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to like experience him tap into kind of who he was? I mean, it's impossible to not be inspired by like a lot of his speeches and they're so relevant to today with like, you know, the refugee crisis and everything and it's only going to continue to grow and. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very relevant story. I'm going to, I'll definitely check it out. You guys should all check it out too. That oh, sounds yeah. beautiful. That really does. And it's called the uh, city of refuge yep. is what it's called. Yep, that's Produced right. by waging nonviolence. Beautiful. Thank you for, thank you for the plug. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, it sounds amazing. It should yeah. be plugged. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. So thank you. No, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so we still have so much ground to cover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it could still be difficult. Yes. For your career. How so? Yeah, I mean, I, I still, uh, I feel I feel so lucky. I am so lucky, you know, to have had some cons- consistent work. 
um, to pay my bills and yeah. make a living as an actor in New York City. Yeah. And I have um, a lot of great relationships with casting directors who, um, after so much time, like I've, my intimidation has sort of uh, decreased and I'm just like, oh, That's these right. people are wonderful, you know, they're wonderful people and they almost feel like friends to me. And I'm really lucky that they continue to call me in for stuff. And uh, sometimes I, I don't get called in by like a casting director after like an audition that I, you know, flubbed a line or two or, and I'm like, okay, that, this is a great example of the mental health. I'm like, they hate me. Right. They hate me. We're so quick to, they hate me. I messed it all up. Yeah. They're never going to call me in again. Right. And it's not true. And no. has that has that happened for you that you flubbed or you've messed up an audition and you th and then they didn't call you back and then they did at some point again? My brain is so quick to paranoia. I've really had to work at that. And the stories that I have created about how much certain people hate me because of the way that I've done something. Ugh. I mean, I like it's kind of like narcissistic to believe that I matter so much to these people. Like. <laughs> The paranoia is crazy, and I, I do feel like I'm at a a place at 37 where I'm I have an awareness of it, and I have a, an awareness of like or a distrust of my thoughts, which is <laughs> which great. is important. Um, but yeah, I mean I've had many occasions where I'm like, oh my god, the would that joke that I told when I was leaving that audition, you know? Um, there's always that great awkward moment when you leave an audition, <laughs> I, or at least for me, I'm always like. Even if I feel like I've done, done a pretty good job, I'm like, thank you so much. That was great to see you. And then and then I will pull on the door for a while and it's a push or something. And I just always succeed in making it really awkward. I don't know. I have to say that's that's part of your charm. Which oh, is, thank you. Which thank is wonderful. Um, that is, But there is that. But then I know what you mean because – and I think a lot of actors can identify with that. Mm. Like it's all like – it just piles on like if the audition didn't go well they hate me they think i'm not talented everything rides on like what just happened yeah and my whole career because now everybody's gonna know i can't really do it and blah blah, blah or whatever mm -hmm. it is i mean i don't know if it's like that for you but my brain just tumbles into all these thoughts oh yeah yeah and so it's good to know that even though you've been working in the film and television industry for how many years now well, I'd, I'd say I, be, I feel like I became a professional actor, giving it my all in like 2014 or okay. 15. I can't really remember. And booking roles and working consistently, knock wood. Yeah. I mean, I, I left bartending to become a full-time extra, you know, yeah. it was, and I, I had already, I was lucky enough to have already uh, secured an agent um, from, you know, doing showcases at Actors Connection. That's wonderful. Um which is a, a place where you can pay to meet industry professionals. And it doesn't work a lot of the time, but it did work for me. Yep. And I was lucky to have an agent, but I was bartending. I was a vampire. I was tired. Yep. I was hungover all the time. Yep. And I got really depressed. And I was like, you know what? Being an extra would be at least more in the world. And it was. And so, yeah, that then I even, I, I mean, I, I include that in my, when I say I became like a professional actor, I, yeah. I was like, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to go all in. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that was 2014. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you're so just, you know, for people listening, it's like to know that you could be doing it this long and be booking and see somebody and feel rejected and then 
be welcomed back and still the thoughts yes. are still there. For me, they've gotten way better. I've gotten way gentler with mm-hmm. myself. Like, Good. you just let it go. You leave it in the room. Yeah. I did I did the best I could with that. It's not up to me. Yeah. I've learned that as a casting director, it is so much not about the, you know, the audition necessarily. Yeah. If you don't book it, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. Right. But yeah, so good to know that yeah i mean it, it, there have been many many times where i'm like i really let that casting director down you know yes. and then they and then you get a you get an audition a couple months later and they're like oh my god it's good to see you and you're like oh yeah. my god i created a whole story that was fiction you had already killed me yeah 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 oh god me, yes me. uh amazing it's amazing but it's I like just... yeah you know it's 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 my livelihood and it's the 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 amount of uncertainty is really hard to deal with. Uh, so my brain, it's, uh, it would rather create some sort of sad story, I think, yeah. than to just live in the unknown. In the, yeah. Yeah. The unknown is the hardest. That's very hard. That's, it, it's the hardest. Yeah. Can I ask you? Yeah. So a couple things actually. Mm-hmm. Are there, so you're very funny. Oh, thanks. And you too. That's what, it's all you, man. And, <laughs> and people tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Often. Do you book a lot of comedic roles or do you? Um, yeah. I, I uh, Also, I just want to clarify. People yeah. have told me I'm funny, but I also am lucky enough. Those people that tell me that I'm funny are really funny themselves. Um, so I just, just need like, to point that out. But that's uh, so that then, you know, it's coming from a, a solid, good I, yeah, see, view. this is my this is my insecurity. I'm not. I don't feel okay about saying a nice thing about myself. Right. So I can um, say it for you. So you don't have to. I can say uh, knowing, uh, knowing Bry cracks me up. You're. Uh, I find you very funny. Whether thank you, you can say it or not. So we'll, we'll leave that. I guess. But yeah, I was like, I better uh, you know insert a little uh, piece that just just to reveal. There's a lot of funny people in New York City. <laughs> I don't think I'm the most funny at all. I think I'm very bottom low tier. I've just. I'm lucky enough to to have a lot, a lot of funny friends of you know from the improv world and the you're a very the acting world. You're a very funny person in your own way, which is the best way. It's like you're very Brian funny, which I mean, nobody I'm else... an anxious funny. Yeah, <laughs> I've learned how to you know, plug my anxiety into my mouth Chat, and just right. let it all out. Channel that. Thank you. That's so, why we get along so well. I, seriously, I feel like your fuel is similar. Very. Yeah. It's like use that nervous neurotic energy yeah. and do something. I mean, we met and immediately we met at a casting do- yep. office at Grande Morris yep. and we became friends within 20 minutes, like 20 minutes. Yeah. Just sitting in that office. Yeah. <laughs> it's connecting hard. Yeah, seriously. Like dude, when you find a good solid actor that like you share that energy with, it's like almost nothing better. Oh, it's true. It's, a, it's such a nice it's thing. It's true. Yeah. I, you know, I have to say, it's like, I think, um, I don't want to get us too off track here, no. but you know, I used to really need to hit the bar and, you know, have a couple beers to like get into really fulfilling, energetic, inspiring conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I, uh, dove in, like went all in with acting, yeah. as I said, um, I started to meet like a lot of actors for like coffees during the day yeah. Or even like going to commercial auditions, I started to build some friendships with other actors and often we'll just be talking in the waiting room or or we'll go out for a coffee afterwards. And I just I, I really do love uh, actors. I, I know. 
I find I love conversation with them, and no matter what time of the day, there's there's uh, you can really you can really go deep fast with with actors. Yeah, there's a, for all the shit that's talked about actors. Yes, that's you know what I think. There's I've always said this, and this is a mm-hmm. oversimplification. There's kind of two kinds of actors. Yeah, I feel like there are very self centered, self absorbed, competitive, judgmental actors. Sure, and that's. And that's not even a judgment on them. That's their own crap mm-hmm. when I see that. Yeah. And then I find that there are very generous, very warm-hearted, very caring, thoughtful actors. Yeah. Which is a lot of actors. Yeah, there, there are a lot. There are right? a lot. Yeah. People, you know, actors get a bad name. That totally. And there are, of course, there are pains in the ass actors just like with anything. Uh-huh. But because our emotions are our business, yeah. they can be more pains in the asses, but because our emotions are our business, mm-hmm. some of the most beautiful souls I've ever met are actors. I know. And they're, it's, it's surprising, but it's true. It's Yeah, because it's a connection. It's getting something that not everybody gets. Yeah. Like we can talk, like when we all get together, we can talk and talk about this stuff. And it's like. Oh, we can talk so and talk and talk <laughs> and talk and talk. <laughs> so like, all right. So this is something I want to ask Agreed, you. Agreed, though. Yeah. And it's. That's a gift. I really, I cherish that. Um, so, like, we get it, right? Mm-hmm. You grew up mm-hmm. in a house, and um, did your did your family get it? Get acting? Get what you wanted to do? Were they supportive? I actually, you know, so my my uh, my dad was he he was no longer in the Marine Corps when I was born. He was in the Marine Corps still. While we, I have a brother who's seven years older than me, right. and so he was still uh, a Marine. I think until my brother was probably like four or five, but I might be wrong about that. Um, and whenever I and my mom was a was a was a teacher. Uh, for special needs kids, and then mm-hmm. she eventually became a guidance counselor. But anyway, all that is to say, um, a lot of people hear that my dad was a Marine, and they think that I was raised in a really like authoritarian household. That would be your first instinct, right? Yeah. yeah. And my dad's actually, he, my, my, my dad has a great sense of humor. My mom has a sense of humor. We, my brother is hilarious. And like we had, um, we were always cracking jokes we were always doing like accents. We were always silly. Hmm. Um, so we were definitely in, I mean, I, it felt like a great household for performance. Now there was also the other stuff too, you know, like I, I got along with everyone and everyone else did not so much get along all the time. And I think a lot of actors experienced that, you know, I, th- I eventually adopted that role of like trying to cheer everyone up all the time. Um, and you know we were we were uh we were irish catholic we That's still are <laughs> everyone is still we were <laughs> i'm not uh practicing catholic anymore but you know it's definitely an irish catholic kind of like a a very stereotypical irish catholic household mm-hmm. where you know um I'm very familiar with this. this yes. Story. Yeah. You're not really supposed to i don't know I, for, for me it felt like it was important to cover up my sad feelings and cheer up and uh i i really fuck up kid i felt like i was good at that you know i i was like hell yeah so that that made my parents happy and my brother was more of like a rebel you know he was Mm -hmm. uh 
he when something felt wrong um to him like he didn't want to cover it up and he was an incredible artist and, and skateboarder himself but um i stole all of his art supplies at a at an age and <laughs> we always joke about that but anyway uh thief. <laughs> thief. <laughs> th- those are I, you know i think those are things a lot of actors have in common i i hear from so many actors that they take on this role of wanting their family to get along and mm-hmm. wanting to cheer everybody up and you can i i, I became disconnected externally from what was going on internal internally and i'm still i'm still working at that i still feel like externally i'm supposed to present in this way to make the world outside of me more comfortable and i'm really thankful to ava my girlfriend my partner for you know uh helping me sort of realize that it's okay to reveal and important to reveal how to the outside world, how I'm feeling. And I no longer need to do, there's no supposed to, you know, I'm not supposed to do anything. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And also I feel like people are happy to see other people, uh, be vulnerable. And that means showing people where you're at, you know, and New York is a great place to do that. It's very acceptable yes. to do that. And I, I just have to chime in there. Like yeah. that's, part of the reason that this is called big face yeah because for so much of my life i walked around with this huge smile on my face everyone would always be like she's always so positive and Mm -hmm. this and that right and i was dying inside yeah because i always felt that i had to make everybody else comfortable i didn't want it to be awkward for anyone and Mm -hmm. i wanted it to make it nice yeah and i was worse and worse doing that oh yeah 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 and same i'm better and better the more that I'm me, that I can allow yeah. myself to be me and not worry that people are going to judge it or see right. too much. The people that I connect with and that I identify with and the things that move me mm-hmm. are not things that look shiny. It's when people are vulnerable. It's yeah. And I think that that's been so helpful for me to to learn. And I have to be honest, like I've, I'm learning at this late age of 37, you know, like maybe at 36, I started to really understand that I had this sort of issue that was really... You know, I, I was often very like sad and um, just really not loving myself, and yeah. and I think learning that I could that I didn't need to pretend that I was in front of people, um, it 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 does bring conversation to that deep, exciting place yes. faster yes. when you reveal that or you're mm-hmm. honest about of it. And oftentimes it actually does make me happy. So then I, you know, it's like, I know. It, yeah. It's like, courageous. I think it, I think it is. Cause it's to me, I think it's courageous to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's very, it's, it, it's very it's the hard for me. It's the hardest. Cause thing. it's, it is really scary. Um, like, you know, Brene Brown talks about having a, uh, a vulnerability hangover. Hmm. And I definitely get that too, as I'm oh like, God, yeah. as I'm sometimes like really opening up and now, now like, cause I feel like it's, it's, it's exciting and it's good. And it's, and then sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I think, you know, the next day I might wake up and be like, Ooh, I think I may be like over opened up to right. that stranger or the, 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 that guy in that audition yesterday. It's that immediate self doubt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did yeah. I, did I show too much now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they really know me now. They're now, right. now they're not going to like me anymore. That's right. It's like, 
it's always yeah. for me it's like so much of my life has been trying to find that line of what to share what not to share how to be me and fully be me without being too me or mm. without i just want to be me and not have to check it yeah and and that ties into my acting so much right oh it really does right it's like it's like the exact same thing in, in a different way yeah it's like do you find it like when you're acting is it easy for you to be vulnerable is it has it been a process i think that it's that is so god it's so critical to to a good performance yeah. and i i'm still working on it like but yeah i think that in the same way that I have felt like I'm supposed to present to the world as a happy, charismatic, confident person yep. for so long. It's hard not to receive sides, a script for an audition. Mm -hmm. And my mind is flooded with how this performance should look. Yep. But my best performances are, are not when I'm thinking or concerned with how the performance should look, yep. but I'm just connected to the words and I'm saying them to the person. I'm in the the mood, I feel yeah. like. I think for me, what I like to try to, to remember is like, what mood is, is this, am I in yeah. right now? And then just try to have the conversation with the person and see where it goes. It's so weird though, because I feel like my programming refuses to solidify this piece of information. Every time I get I a know. script. I know. And I've been doing this for a while now yeah. and I've had some some success. It I, it could be like I'll study lines for an audition for like a day and a half mm -hmm. or something if I have a, like a lot of time, yeah. which is rare. And then like 45 minutes before the audition I'll be like, "Oh my god, I've been doing it this whole time. <laughs> I've been thinking about how this should, should look." How sh it should sound. How should I right. know? It's amazing. It's like I get amnesia. It's 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 like the actor's curse. I know. Yeah. When I whenever I coach or I teach class, and that, uh -huh. like actors will ask me like, what like what makes an audition good? And I'm like, if I can tell you one thing, it's like, don't think about how it's supposed to look. I know how it's supposed to sound. How you think this character is supposed to say it or be? Yeah. Trust your instinct. Right. Like, I when I read Sai, it's like. I have an immediate like wonk, like mm. I'm immediate. So that was me. Immediate, uh, immediate what? Uh, a wonk. wonk. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me just physically showing that it like goes into my gut. It goes uh -huh. into, and I immediately am like connected in a way to this character, to what's going on. And if I just stay in that space yeah. of just like, what's going on with this person? Right, and like, right, and right. then I'm just act as if that's it. It's like, it's that simple sometimes, but yeah. I forget. I know it's so weird it's, it's so just... weird and especially because when somebody's going to be watching or the casting director mm -hmm. what do they want it like yeah and, I, and as a casting director i can say that nobody wants it a certain way mm -hmm. they want to see how you the actor does it yeah. brings something right, to right, it right, because right. none of them are going to look the same but when i've seen people get, care about it so damn I know, much you know? I, that's what that's what it is is that yeah. for me i get my own way right i overthink i overdo yeah because i care so we much fucking care. Care. we gotta pay the bills i know and it's like it's so much easier when it's more just like yeah it's just yeah the stakes the stakes are unbelievably high yeah. because it's not just that 
I think think with 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 pursuing acting, yeah, it's not a matter of like, am I gonna get this job and um, be able to pay rent. I think a lot of people feel the weight of having to give up the entire pursuit in itself. Yep. You know, like that's always sort of hanging over. Like, am I going to have to give this up? Did I just waste like 15 years of my right. life? Exactly. So it, I know there's it's, it's fear and yeah. it's all fear and it's right. But also rightfully so we have to find, you know, God willing things kick off in acting. Mm-hmm. Some people have to find day jobs and yeah. figure out what to do. It's it's a struggle. For sure. And acting is a full-time job, even just prepping and doing everything mm-hmm. that you have to do, your website and all this stuff. That, oh, God, yeah. It's, it's, a constant, it's a constant evolving thing. I'm, I'm working on things constantly to try and... There's never... A, a, there's You're never finished with your work. That's... Never. Ugh. And then... I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, please. I was just going to say that for me, and this isn't the same for a lot of actors, I, I feel like it's important for me to not identify personally mm-hmm. as an actor my that's interesting of course it's it's like that is like uh, that is my job and that's what i want my job to be forever but i have to remember that like i'm just actually a human that's been lucky enough to consistently pay bills with acting jobs and if i can keep doing that i'm really lucky but also like what else in life do i really like you know what do yeah, i love ex- what excites exactly. me my my self-worth can't be connected to my status as an actor if you book if you don't book because no that that's out of our control it is it is and it's like i gotta i gotta enjoy life like we don't even know what we're doing here we better you know kind of enjoy the ride and like let our let our eyeballs enjoy what they're seeing yes i know Instead of like being like, you don't get to enjoy what you're seeing right now because you didn't book that commercial yesterday. <laughs> I know. It's that, like- and you're, that, that, that is selling something that you don't agree with ethically. <laughs> That's amazing. It's, there's somebody that I love that always would say to me, like, put the bat away. Mm-hmm. Put the bat away because I could just be so hard on myself. Like, I didn't book that. I didn't. Yeah. And, uh, but it's funny that that nervousness that like just try you said like enjoy what you're seeing and enjoy yeah. i was going into a legit audition like uh months ago and i was fine until like the end of the train ride to the audition and then my heart was, oh like, yeah pounding. yes it's like pounding and i was like oh. i'm gonna have a heart attack yeah and it's like what do you do mm-hmm. like how do you get out of that there's like uh-huh. nothing to do and all i could do and so i got out of the subway and i started walking and I just started to look around at the neighborhood that I was in and mm-hmm. the people walking. Right. And I started to just go, this is beautiful. Like, I'm never in this part of the city. And, like, just really take it in and go, I'm grateful. I get to right. go to oh, a, that's a great. building and go audition regardless of the right. outcome. I'm doing it. Right. Like, I get to go audition right now. Like, yeah. whatever happens, you know how many people aren't going to a legit audition right now? Like, I'm so grateful. I know, right? That that is that is like a huge uh, fix, or, or like a reframe when you when you can reframe it. I think, yeah. Like instead of you know how often my brain goes to all the ways that I could potentially sabotage this, or I could fuck this up. Yes. I mean, that's where I go, like all the time. I'm like, how I can know. I fuck this up? If I can, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I'm not thinking this is 
this could be great. I know. This could be fun. This could be fun. Oh my god. But yeah, it, when you're going in to see a casting director, like I, I, I've had the same realization where I'm like, oh my god, like I'm, I'm so like, if I can just sort of, really connect to the fact that like I'm lucky to be here. Right. That's a different energy entirely. It is. And it's pretty easy to just walk in and be like, hey, thank you so much. Yeah. Like this is awesome for this me. This is awesome, right? Yeah. And it's just yeah, go ahead. I, I don't have to put an effort to believe that either. I know. I do believe I do underneath all of my fear of fucking it up, yeah. that exists, that feeling. A hundred percent. So I can I can put a little more power into that. Yeah, it's but it's like I didn't know what else to do. My heart and it's just like it, it just dawned on me. Take it in. Yeah appreciate mm -hmm. when all else fails usually for me if i go to the gratitude it takes me to a different place immediately yeah. like it just yeah it just is i i and i have to remind myself of that you know yeah there's a great quote that i can't think of right now oh, but it's very but it would have it's been very great. much about what you're talking about <laughs> it's good to know yep. one, one day you'll share it yep. with <laughs> <me>. <laughs> and just to say there's a reason why you get called back in like and you don't have to take this in. You don't have to say anything. But like, I believe when an actor is working and consistently mm -hmm. called in, yes, you're talented and they call you in because you can do what they want. But it's also who you are. They want to work with you. You're somebody that you walk into the room and people like you. And and that is because of who you are. You're thoughtful. You're caring. You love what you what you do. And you're a nice person. Like, you're you're wonderful and that's that's part of yes you're talented but you're also wonderful oh, and, thank you very much samantha but it's true and and i just i know you don't have to say much about that but i just you should know that well i would like to say that all the reasons that i am that are because i'm pretty sure everybody hates me that's <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're wrong yeah so i just gotta present as, as all if, those things yes just keep wearing that yeah. face you know yeah. that yeah Inside is a terrified little boy. <laughs> I'm so glad you've come a ways with that. <laughs> and Ava. So we, we touched on Ava. Yeah. You met Ava through acting, yeah? I did. I, I actually, um, God, it was so, it's so crazy. I have a friend. He's another great actor uh, named Jasper Binning. And he, so he was, he's represented by, by Paradigm for commercials. Okay. And I am too. And um, Doug I was. Yeah, yeah, I was I was <laughs> dropping off a a Christmas gift, and I ran into Jasper, and he was dropping off a Christmas gift for his voiceover agent there, uh, Matt Smith. Now he's Matt Smith McCormick, and um, that's right. He, uh, I guess I should plug. Also, I got my agent for anyone that's wondering. I I, I am represented by, with Paradigm. They're incredible, and I landed them by doing a industry showcase at actors connection also i'm not paid by actors connection yeah. i've never done a testimonial <laughs> this is not an endorsement but i feel like lucky that we have that opportunity yep. you know anyway no it's it's true because look i didn't know how to how, any of that crap for like a, a year and a half yep. when i moved here so i feel like i should just say no that's you know part of um at some point uh, i haven't told him yet but i'm going to be interviewing uh the owner of actors oh connection. that's great he doesn't know that yet but uh i'm well, gonna yeah, throw it you at should. him because you should. it's it's a great and there's one on one and yeah. other, there's other there's others there's too, other but I have you know I've done things at one on one and they're both yeah they're both yeah. great resources. Anyway, so I, I'm dropping off a Christmas gift. I run into Jasper. Jasper's like, um, uh, "Do you do voiceovers here?" And I'm like, "No, I, I haven't. I haven't quite crossed that bridge." And then he's like, "Just hold on, stick around here. I'm gonna introduce you to um, to Matt Smith." And then he, Matt Smith walked out, and 
he was like, what are you guys talking about? And, and we were like, well, uh, we we're actually both just talking about how we're getting over breakups right now. Because mm-hmm. um, we, we, we were also talking about that while we were waiting. Yeah. And then he goes, well. As actors do. Yeah. And he was like, well, send me your voiceover demo over the holidays. And then I'll, I'll be in touch with you when we, uh, you know, in January. And, uh, you know, we're a full service agency. So let me know what, what your type is. <laughs> So for those of you that don't know that are starting out acting, your type will be a thing that you'll hear a lot. Yes. Try but not- he, he meant uh, romantic interest type. Oh, good call. Yeah. That's another type. <laughs> and so I laughed. And the crazy thing is, is he did introduce me to Ava Eisenson, my girlfriend. No. Yeah. Basically, unintentionally. Was that your type? Like, so when he said, what's your type? Were you oh, like, oh, yeah. a little I mean, Jewish girl with curly hair? Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, my first, so he calls me in for my first voiceover audition. And I was so nervous. Again, how, how many ways can I fuck this up? Right. 100, 150,000. <laughs> and I'm so nervous. And yeah, I've got my exercises too to deal with that. And not all, they don't always work. But <laughs> yeah. I walk in and I'm like practically trembling. And I, it's a little waiting room with like a couple like, you know, cushioned seats and uh, yeah. a sofa chair. And uh, I don't see any commercial copy anywhere. And I just look and I see this like beautiful, like w- intimidating woman. And I'm like, uh, do you know where the, the commercial copy is? And she was like, yeah, it's right there on the wall. <laughs> and it was like, there's like a magazine rack, you know, like screwed <laughs> yeah, into yeah, the yeah. wall. And that's where you exactly take your sides. Yeah. I'm like, okay, thank you. And she like had this big smile. And I was like, why is she smiling at me like that? She is like out of my league. <laughs> and then I Matt was so sweet. And despite my probably you know shivering voiceover performance that day you know where you're like trying to sell something and sound happy but you're like come into Popeyes and get a new cookie chicken sandwich and but he continued to like me enough to call me in and uh because those days happen yeah to every actor I hate ingredients I can't freaking talk about lobster with dairy poured on it I, it's so hard, for, not because I, I'm like saying I disapprove, yeah. but it's just like my mouth is like the all new. Ugh, I can't even try. I, you're like, I, not, I hate I don't even much. want to do it. But for anyone listening, please continue to call me in for those <laughs> auditions. I will do well. I promise. I will. It's just for, for whatever reason that always trips me up. Uh, and anyway, then so Matt Smith himself is a comedian and I went to his solo show and then that woman was there again, smiling at me. And I actually didn't even realize it was the same beautiful woman. I thought it was a different beautiful but he woman. He knows a lot of beautiful women. <laughs> yeah. And she, but she also like, so the first time I saw her, she was like dressed up for an audition and she was like, all like clean and polished. Right. And I'm sort of like, not for me. Uh, beautiful. But then I see her at this, at his solo show and she has sort of like a hippie bag. Like her purse is like a, sort of like a cool textured, like, like, from like tibet or something and it's got like sort of like a little bit she's gonna kill me for saying this it's a little bit dirty and she had a puffy it was winter she had like a puffy down coat with paint on it and i was like oh yes this This is is what i'm talking about (laughs) like she's not a shopaholic like she's just sort of like earthy yeah she's like unashamed to just fucking have that paint on her coat and i was yeah have you ever seen terminator 2 yes 
remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger's like got his like radar for who's his perfect fit, his yes. perfect match. My brain like <laughs> like clocked all these things and it was like it was like perfect match, perfect match. And so I avoided her for the rest of the night. And, As you do. Yeah, and just stalked her on Facebook for like two months and hoped to see her at every voiceover audition that I went to. And eventually Amazing. I went and saw her play and we met at a bar afterwards and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. And that was how many years ago? Oh, uh, it'll be four years mm. on March 17th, St. Patty's Day. Wow. Yeah. And and for those of you that don't know, Ava's so wonderful and you two together are wonderful and we're opposites. That's total the thing. opposites. Yeah. Which is awesome i mean i also have a dirty purse and paint on my puffy coat but other than, <laughs> other that, than that yeah. other than those obvious things yeah yeah uh which and you guys complement each other so well and just even oh it can be hard it can be very hard oh, yeah. but i i wouldn't trade it because i think i would never i'll never get bored of like her mind is so different than mine i have a when people remind me a lot of me i'm so hard on myself that i'm like more I could be more hard on that personality type because are more frustrated yes. because I'm like, Oh, come on. <laughs> Do it already. Yeah. Like we know what this means. Get just put your shoes on, you know, cause that's how I talk to myself. And if someone reminds me of me, it's sort of like, Oh, <laughs> and she frustrates me for reasons that aren't like me. And I'm less hard on those reasons. Yes. Yeah. And they make you guys make each other better in that you guys grow mm -hmm. differently yeah. being with each other which right. i see even just knowing you guys together this oh, long. a lot of talking yeah we yeah. have to talk a lot <laughs> but i mean i mean that that it's interesting <laughs> they can be hard conversations to try to understand because i mean it's it's like i'm talking to someone who is from a, a really from another planet yes that's with a completely like, different operating system isn't that is it's, it's like an unbelievable like how you could be so different yeah and like you know they say men and women are different and that's true the way that we think the way that mm -hmm. we respond but when you like you guys are like a great example of that just like even hearing you try to understand her it's like <laughs> i i don't get it like oh my god know? like it takes you a while to like get it and like yeah. her but her too like she like she can get frustrated like she, why right why right, right, i feel right. like a, a big question for her is like yeah. why with you <laughs> i mean i think you and her are both i think it's so and and, and john yes. your boyfriend yep. i think we're very simple i mean it's funny because you're both jewish john and i are both irish catholic right yeah raised irish catholic yes. and but i think that it's so it's very appealing like you guys aren't um i feel like you're very much who you are like you're not trying to we talked about the whole the, the thing about presenting yes. is ha happy and all that yes. stuff. But I, I just, I, I don't know. There's something very much. I never felt like Ava was trying to put on a cool, like performed yeah. identity sort of, I, you know, you know you what I'm saying? Just... I'm like, whoa, you are, you are who you are. And she, that is an yeah. interest. And, and that's interesting. And I get that from you too. You know, like, Ditto. yeah. That's, I, I, and especially when all four of us are together, it's such a cool, to right. me, it's such an interesting dynamic. The way that you guys are, you and John are very similar uh -huh. and Ava and I are similar. Right. But yet we're all different. Totally. Oh, and of course. Yeah. It's really, being around you two is nice. It feels like um, I can be myself. I think. Yeah, John likewise. Feels that way. Yeah, regardless of anything. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You guys are pretty awesome. So I have. You guys are probably awesome. No, you. You. <laughs> 
So one thing I wanted to That's how you make a podcast that's really entertaining. <laughs> you just keep trading compliments yeah. back and forth no, uncomfortably. You're better. <laughs> so one thing we talked about, um, so you're comedic and you're seen as comedic and uh-huh. people think you're funny. And uh I think I shared with you that my act my old acting coach years ago challenged me to do stand up. Oh yeah. And he challenged me multiple times. He stopped class and mm-hmm. challenged me and said, I want you to do three open mics That's and blah, right. blah, blah, And I never did it. Right. And I asked you, did you ever think about doing stand-up? Yeah, right. And you were like, Ugh. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. And you haven't done it. No. And I haven't done it. Uh-uh. And I, left to my own devices, I will never do it. Right. But I kind of wanted to propose a challenge. Oh, my God. I know. And because I'm only thinking about it in terms of you. I'm not getting No, I appreciate it. I would it. have to uh, do it. Someone challenging me. But- I think kind of like that going into an audition and right. like not giving a crap yeah. like what they think of us or what still have not reached that level by the way. Oh. <laughs> I I don't know if anybody ever fully does. I I'm think, only like a level 3. <laughs> That's yeah. I think it's a there are some moments that I'm more tapped into that than others. Yeah. It, it ain't always the same. You know, I get there when I'm like, if I'm going to an audition after I just worked on like a web series with a friend and I'm yes. like, I'm an actor already. <laughs> I don't need your validation anymore. And that feels great. And it's rare. And that's right. But I think that that's why it's also important for us to have all these other things that we yeah. feel good about oh, and totally. that we're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah. So back to I'm my, trying to change the subject. I, yeah, don't I know it? Son of a bitch. So what would you say? about us challenging each other to trying stand up. I'm all for it. I'm all I'm so it doesn't make me feel good inside. Oh, but... I, I after we talk if once I actually realize if we do this. Uh-huh. No, no, no. If we commit right now, we're going to uh-huh. do it. Uh-huh. I'm going to like cry and be like very upset. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well how terrifying. do we But I I say oh. we commit to doing it. God. Shake on it. And I think we pick, find an open mic, pick a day, and just prepare like three minutes of whatever uh-huh. before them. Well, I think the thing that's kind of cool about it is back in the day, oh God, well, that was probably like five, six, seven years ago, I met with um, my friend Alex Anderson, who was a stand up forever. Yeah. And he was so, he. I was like, I want to pick your brain about stand up. And he sat with me for like, Two hours gave me everything. I took notes and I never, ever did it. But that was also because I was like, is this, it was for my career. I wanted an outlet. I wanted to put myself out there. But really deep down, I just wanted to be an actor. Right. But I mean, it sounds like this, this, this challenge feels more like it's about um, like our personal growth kind of like doing what makes us scared and will it bring us joy if we get over the fear and you know, I'm all for that intention. I, I guess mean, you could I guess say. whether or not we ever want to do stand up ever again, mm-hmm. the very fact that we've both been told we should and that we're funny and yada yada, yeah. and the fact that we haven't, right, and we both know that it terrifies us, uh-huh. makes me want to go. Let's look this shit in the face, right? F you fear and just do it, just so we can be like. But. But we, we have to do it all with a New Zealand accent. Just kidding. That's Tis. I only I had a friend named Tess, and she would always say her name was. <laughs> oh, Tis. Tis. Yeah, I had a friend Tis. named Ben, and he was like, oh, "I'm Bean." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Bean? 
I like even the thought of a New Zealand um, accent. I'm like, I, I, I couldn't even if I tried. Just Tiz, because that was her name. So yeah, you get to be Tiz and I get to be Bean. And we're doing stand up. <laughs> what do you say? Okay. Yeah. But what? When do we? Is there a date? Is we there can a time? find one. We can. So up, we have ten years to do this, right? <laughs> I would say by April fifteenth. What do you say? Okay. I feel like that gives us like <laughs> yeah. I was like yep. Da, da, da. Pinky swears, all this good Scooby-Doo. stuff. We're doing all this stuff. Okay. And we'll. So my boyfriend John John O'Connor is. Uh, he used to do a lot of stand-up. Oh, yeah. So he's got good intel probably for he, like starting open mics. Yeah. So he could probably, and a lot of people, his friends. Now he does his podcast, Spectacular Show, because he's kind of out of the stand-up mm-hmm. thing. But he can help us. Yeah. Just come up with whatever. I like that. Yeah. And he'd be so happy to. So. I'm not that worried right now because I am not believing it. But I know <laughs> that you are going to make me do this. So. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hold to this, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there and uh and we'll explore. Okay. Oh, and I will keep you all posted, and I'm sure we'll have Bri back after we do this. Talk oh, about yeah, that experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what else did I wanted to add? I wanted to ask you so much, but so where can we keep up with you? Hear more about High Fidelity and you know. Yeah, look, check out High Fidelity. I think it's gonna be a great show. Uh, my website is brianmccarthy.net. Okay. Um, uh. I don't know. I'm not a big social media person. Oh, I hear you. But I think my Instagram is underscore Brian underscore McCarthy <laughs> underscore. Okay. Yeah. And if you just type in Brian McCarthy. Um, actor. If, yeah. Actor. Yeah. NY, whatever. He's on IMDb and all that crap. Yeah. 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 Look at my IMDb page because that will make the star meter that will make, go oh. down or up or whatever's whatever it, see i don't even know that yeah. much about I, let's see because it I, goes up but the numbers go down oh, okay so that's like a thing yeah and okay, then cool. if it goes down really far you just immediately become uh you know an a-list actor and that's, your dreams come true so close yeah so so close all right so i have one more thing yeah okay so ladies and gentlemen my listeners of big face it is time for the big face feather in your cap so by feather in your cap we mean a success achievement or something you've learned that may help you in the future so every week we ask our guests if they wouldn't mind brian if you wouldn't mind to give our listeners a feather to put in their caps so do you have anything that you'd be willing to share that might be helpful for other actors out there or for anybody hmm that's a good question a feather, a feather. What feather do I have? I would just, I mean, what I'm thinking about a lot is what we talked about earlier. And I would say to try, write it down so you don't forget like I do every time. <laughs> to not immediately, or to not spend all your time preparing for a, an audition by imagining how you should think, how you think it should look, mm. you know? Just imagine, you know, how you feel. And, you know, try your best to just go in and then be present with the the reader. That's it, man. But I always forget that. <laughs> so take a feather for your cap, my friend. Yes, thank you. I'll take a feather for my cap. <laughs> don't you love it? Don't you love it? <laughs> don't, don't you just love, love it? Love it. I love it. Love it. We love it. Bri, thank you so much for being we here We should today. do a hug where the microphones sort of like make a muffled noise so it. everyone knows that let's, we're hugging. Let's, 
let's let's hug and, and muff it out. Wow, that sounds so dirty. <laughs> Is it? There we go. Yeah, we're muffing it out. Make make of that what you will. <laughs> My man, Brian McCarthy. Thank you so My much. My man. My man. All right, kids. We'll see you later. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you learned something you should have. Otherwise, open up your fucking ears. Thank you.